Welcome to Cuz We're Nerds, the podcast that covers trends and releases in comics, movies, video games, board games, and much more. I'm your host, Caleb, and with me is my brother, Jacob. Hey, everybody. Today, we're discussing Titans. With the season two premiere, does the series show any signs of improving? Or will it buckle under its own weight? Find out on this week's episode of Cuz We're Nerds. And we're back. And I'm back. <laughs> Sorry, everyone, for the sporadic releases over the last month or so. Uh, I've been pretty busy, and Jacob's been pretty busy. And it's just been made... It's just... It's, see, I, I don't even know how to podcast anymore. It's made recording hard. <laughs> I mean, sometimes life just smacks you in the face, you know? It does. And uh, it's hard to smack the podcast on whenever life is... Courtney, you know, occupying your face with it slapping. <laughs> yeah, uh, man, the podcast takes a lot of time um, to, to set up and do and plan and record and edit and all that stuff. So whenever I, um, I, I really don't like skipping, um, skipping weeks, that's why until like two weeks ago, uh, we hadn't skipped except maybe one in January, one or two uh, for the new year to give us a break. Um, but uh, I don't know. It, it's hard, guys, but uh, I appreciate you sticking around, listening. Uh, please continue to do so. If you, uh, you, you know what would help us a lot is if you have any ideas for episode topics, uh, jump on over to our website, cuzwernerds.com, and send us what you would like to hear about. There's uh, a page on that site. Um, I don't even know what it's called, actually. called It's contact. Go to the contact page. Fill out the form. Tell us what you'd like to hear. That helps us a lot. Figuring out what we're going to talk about actually is one of the most difficult things um, because you just have to sit down ahead of time and plan it. And if you haven't, it's just it's tough. So help us out if you can and tell us what you'd like to hear. And Any at this point, I was going to say with this being our 88th episode, uh, you may think, hey, you know, it's 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 pretty easy. <clears throat> wow, my voice. You may think, hey, it's pretty easy. You know, you just sit down and talk about something. But after you've talked about something, you know, different things 88 times and you're trying not to repeat, that's when it gets really hard. It's not necessarily coming up with something hard. Or it's not necessarily hard coming up with something to talk about. It's coming up with something that we haven't already covered is <laughs> the really hard part. Yeah, not only that, but we also typically try to be somewhat relevant with what's happening currently. And that is also where it starts to be more difficult because it's like, oh, there's all these things I would like to talk about. A lot of them don't necessarily work in a podcast format. They're more like a YouTube video type thing or they're things that aren't really happening right now and people don't really want to hear. So like when you put those restrictions around it, it does become much more difficult. Yep, exactly. Especially because I'm so busy. Otherwise, it's hard for me to keep up with what's even happening out in the world anymore. Yeah, and I mean... I get all my news from the very reliable source, Facebook, you know? So like, it's <laughs> just kidding. Um, I'm not as bad as that. I used to be really bad with that. Uh, as Caleb, you know, um, I used to see something on Facebook and be like, oh, hey, Caleb, you know this? Caleb said, well, actually, that's an article from 2004, but good try. <laughs> yeah, that did happen a lot. <laughs> uh, but now I fact check. So that's good. That's good. That's true. I think you've only sent me one thing in the last year. That was wrong. Yeah. And that was actually pretty recently. You said that's an old article. And I was like, ah, man. 
<laughs> My bad. <laughs> but it's all good. Uh, today, we are here to talk about Titans, DC Universe's TV show, because it came back. Season 2 has premiered just the first episode. They are releasing them week to week, and we watched it. Yes, we did. Caleb, you watched this tonight, and I watched this about three nights ago, I think. I literally just got done watching it. We watched it. I came in here. I sat down. I typed up the intro, and we started recording. So it is very much fresh on my mind. Um, I'm pretty sure that we talked about season one a while back and what you've been up to, but I thought maybe for people that didn't hear that, we can just kind of recap our thoughts on season one. Okay. Um, without spoiling season two. And then we will definitely get into spoilers on what happened in episode one. Um, I don't, it, unless you haven't seen the show at all, it's not really going to matter. If you, if you haven't seen season one and you want to see season one, then I would recommend skipping this for now and coming back later. Cause we are going to spoil that in season one or episode one spoils season one. Uh, but otherwise you're good. So, I liked season one. <laughs> <laughs> I did too. Um, like you said, we had talked about this before. I thought it was a nice change of pace from the CW DC shows. Mm-hmm. Um, got very boned out on those and just kind of dropped them. And when Titans came out, it's not the typical superhero show that I would think of. It's a bit more grittier than the other ones. Uh, it shows a bit more. It seems as if there's more of a storyline. They're not just facing baddies to face baddies, right? Um, you know, and there's not there's not really unnecessary fighting in it. And I think those are some of the big reasons that I really like it. I love all the casting in Titans. I think it is all phenomenal, with um, a one weird exception that we we'll get into with season two. But in season one, I thought most of the casting. Uh, if not all, was really, really good. And so, uh, what? Are we, like, are we recapping it? Like, are we bouncing back? Like, recapping what actually happened? No, 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 no. Just what you're doing right now. Oh, okay. I didn't know if, like, we were, like, you know. Um, no, no, no. If they want to recap, they can go to Wikipedia. Okay, okay. Um, oh, also, really quick, this is super random. Did you know what IMDB stands for? Internet Movie Database. Yeah, I learned that in my intro to film class, and I was like, <gasps> what? You have an intro to film class? Yes, I do. That would be a fun class. Yeah, we watch movies, and then every now and then we write papers on them. I wish I had that class. I never got to take anything fun like that in college. I will actually talk about it in my uh, What You've Been Up To, but, <clears throat> but, ow, I just banged my knee on the table. <laughs> ah, probably sounded like an earthquake. I'm sorry. Man. Ow. Okay. Wow. Um, I really like, I really like the relationships between all the Titans, especially between Dick and Raven. I think they have a really good, uh, really cool relationship to kind of see bounce on and off. Mm -hmm. Um, and then of course Beast Boy being thrown in there with all his humor and shenanigans. You gotta love that. Uh, yeah. 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 I, I really enjoyed season one as well. I know a lot of people were apprehensive before it came out. The The first thing they released was a shot of Robin in costume and everybody was like, awesome. Then they released that first trailer and they were like, nope, they're, they're trying too hard. And sometimes it does feel that way, although I think overall it doesn't. 
you're right. It it doesn't feel like the CW shows. Um, it does in some ways and it doesn't in others. And I think that the ways it doesn't is good for me because I also stopped watching the CW shows quite a while ago, partially because there's too many now and partially because they just kept doing the same things over and over and over and over. What? You mean you didn't enjoy the five different versions of The Flash as enemies? Really? <laughs> you know what's hilarious? Before you even finish that, I knew exactly what you were going to say. <laughs> That's how samey the CW shows are. That said, yeah, my, I am going f- to watch Crisis on Infinite Earths. Oh, yeah. Me too. My, my favorite, though, is whenever, you know, Arrow finished and they had, like, an outro and then it said, it said, oh, new season, Arrow. And it showed, like, a vigilante, another one with, like, a hood. And I was like, okay, you got to be kidding me. Does Stephen Amell play him too? <laughs> Wouldn't be surprised. Like, <laughs> whatever. I mean, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. But I, I think Titans was nice to break that up. It It is definitely more gritty. It's more adult, although it doesn't necessarily have to be. Um, and I overall enjoyed it. I think that the Starfire thing took me quite a while to get used to. And I still don't love some of the choices they made with her. But at this point, I'm over it. I'm ready to move on. Um, and yeah, acting was pretty good in season one. So overall, season one, I enjoyed it. Um, but I kind of forgot about Titans, to be honest. Uh, until the trailer for the new season came out and I saw it. I was like, oh, okay, cool. That's coming out. And then, I don't know, like a few days ago, I texted you. I was like, hey, did you know that season two premieres this week? Which I didn't even know. Like, that's how far off my radar this show has been. Yeah, and I didn't like, I didn't know it was coming up that fast. I thought I had like another month. And when you texted me, I was like, whoa, you know, like, like I'm super excited because I I liked Titans one Titan season one that much that I was really excited, but I hadn't been like keeping up with it because it was a long time since I finished that show, and I found out if I try to keep up with things, it just makes the wait longer and longer, mm-hmm. and I really hate that. So I just kind of forgot about it, and I was thinking it was in October, but then you were like, nah, it's like September, and I was like, oh, whoa, okay, sweet, yeah, definitely. So. I was ready to jump into it and see what they were going to do. Knowing one very important piece of information, this is where we're going to kind of make the transition onto season two. So if if you don't want to know anything, jump off now. But the final episode of season one was actually removed from the season and pushed forward to this season, uh, which is why season one ended so abruptly and it didn't feel right. And they've tacked it on here. And I think that that colors a lot of this first episode, and I think overall is a detriment to it. Okay, I I have mixed feelings about this. Okay, um, so what what we can talk about season two now, right? Yeah. Okay, so I do think it was weird. It's a little bit jolting, waiting months and months and months, and then finally finishing the season one you know conclusion in one episode that that it was a little weird i was like i kind of wanted to go into it having you know a new storyline and stuff and we didn't get that so that's really weird but at the same time i like it because it kicks off season two with a bang you know it's not just like introducing a new character or you know introducing a new villain which can be like tiresome and kind of boring if not done right however it's finishing a story from season one so it kind of grabs you which i like but at the same time 
we didn't have that fluidity in season one of a start of a story to a finish of a story. And I think that kind of holds it. So I kind of go like back and forth. Yeah, like I don't think that what they did is inherently wrong. Shows have done this. My problem is more in the execution. You said it hooks you and pulls you in at the beginning. And I think it does in the first minute or two. And then it starts losing me because it doesn't pick up that momentum that they built up. It starts from the beginning and, and tries to to build it again. And it's so slow at the beginning. There's a lot of standing around. There's a lot of looking at each other. They show all the people, how they turn evil, all of them. And each one is like two minutes and there's like five of them. So that's like 10 minutes of how people are going evil. And I think that they could have shown one or two and not shown all of them because it, it just felt like a waste of time. And then to spend all that time doing that and the resolution to be what it was, it didn't feel climactic. It didn't feel like it had that much of an impact. It felt like they could have just tacked that on to the end of season one and it would have made season one better. It would have made this episode better because we're not wasting half of it on something that doesn't really seem to matter because it's over so quickly. Yeah, I could, I could see that. I think, I think overall, I agree it would have been better suited at the end of season one. However, I don't think it's going to hurt this show tremendously. I mean, they might lose a few people. I, I don't know. I, I really need to see the second episode before, you know, basing it. Because if the second episode has a total different um, feeling to it, you know, than season one, a total different, um, like, aesthetic to it, then, yeah, like, that's going to throw me off and I'm going to think that's stupid. However, if it kind of continues with what it's doing now, then, I mean, eh, I mean, I'll yes, tell you. I agree with you completely. Like, I really do. I'm just trying to look at the bright side. You know. Yeah. I mean, I'll tell you what I liked about the first half, which was the wrap-up of season one. I liked how Raven got her diamond thing. I think that makes a lot of sense. It was pretty cool. I liked that they finally showed Trigon in his true form. Although, my only reference for Trigon is from the animated series, and I thought that he was giant, so I was disappointed when he wasn't. So, um, I was going to say, he can actually control his size. Okay, I thought that might be the case. Yes. And the other, like... I like him overall, but his design is a little off, I think. Um, it was really cool when he was walking out and everything was dying. I thought that was a really cool shot. Oh, yeah. uh, but like, other than that, there wasn't a whole lot I liked here. Okay. Interesting. I was going to ask, what did you think about the CGI for, for a TV show? Um, overall, I thought it was pretty good. The snake that Beast Boy turns into is probably the weakest of these things here at the beginning uh, Trigon looks realistic enough. I mean, clearly he's a CGI creature, but for the type of thing that this is, it looks pretty good, I thought. I agree. I, um, the design was a little interesting. It, his skin was kind of almost like armor in a way. Um, I think it's just the way they designed it, which is, which is a little weird and a little different than the comics. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, I, I still liked it. And I'm kind of with you. Obviously, you could tell. You know, he didn't look super realistic, but I thought, I thought the CGI in this was pretty good. The snake was, I remember seeing the snake and I was like, ooh, ooh, like, yeah. But, um, yeah, I think Trigon being the centerpiece and being there the most, I think that it was pretty decent there. If they were going to do this and take the episode off and put it here at the beginning, 
I would have preferred, again, like ratchet up that tension from where it was. Don't start from the bottom, but also make it a little bit more epic. I liked that Raven was the one that took him down, and I kind of liked the actual action of that. But there needed to be like a fight before that or something after she got all of them out of the darkness. There needed to be something else there. And it needed to be almost this entire episode. And I guess it was most of this episode. But there was still, I I didn't time it, but maybe 20 or 30 minutes that was new stuff. And I felt like if if they're going to do this, it needs to be like, if it's an hour long episode, it needs to be 50 minutes of just this. And it needed to be good. Like, I enjoyed the last episode of Titans so much, even though it was weird and it was a dream and all this stuff, but it was good. It really delved into the DC universe. And I felt like they were kind of doing that here with Trigon, but the resolution was too easy. It wasn't earned. And if they're, again, we're going to push this to season two, it needed to be bigger. I I completely agree with you there, actually. Um, I was... Sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say, the more I think about it, it's weird because this is not as action-packed as I would expect a finale to be. And technically, it was the finale but of season one. But since it's tacked on in the first episode of season two, it's not... You know, like, it's weird. So I I think if my complaint, if it was at the end of season one, would be, like, that's not as big as I thought it was going to be. You know, it's kind of a letdown. But now that it's at the beginning of season two, it's not that it's a letdown. It's the fact that it... It's just weird, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, it, it's it's hard to put in a words how I feel because I don't really know how I feel. Right. <laughs> but I don't, I don't know. I know I liked the episode, I think. If, if I exclude it from being, like, end of season one or beginning of season two. Just looking at the episode itself, I think I liked it. Yeah, I was trying to figure out why they would move this. And I... Part of it maybe is because they wanted a cliffhanger for the first season, but I kind of wonder if maybe they moved it to change some things too. I mean, Trigon is entirely CG, so maybe part of it was delaying it so that he could look good. Maybe he didn't look right originally. Maybe part of it was they weren't going to give Raven her diamond and they decided that they needed to and they were trying to figure out how to make that work. I don't really know how much of this was actually shot or written before they decided to move it. And I'd be really curious to find out. Oh, yeah. Me too. I, If I had to guess, I would say... This is just me. I would think it would be CGI. If you look at this episode, there was a ridiculous amount of CGI. I was thinking about it afterwards. There were so many shots compared to other episodes of Titans. Because a lot of the other episodes deal with Dick. You know, it shows it shows a lot of, you know, Dick going around and fighting people. And just figuring out things. And there's not a ton of CGI unless Raven is involved. Beast Boy or uh, Starfire, but even then, Starfire doesn't use her powers always. In here, you have Starfire using her powers. You have Trigon in the human form expanding the house, moving around. You had um, the spots around their eyes, which I'm pretty sure was CGI and not makeup. Um, you have Trigon, obviously being the centerpiece, and then you have that shot, like you said, of everything dying as he's walking out, and. In my opinion, I think that they maybe just didn't give themselves enough time. Um, Because I don't know what they would have changed. I mean, there could have been the diamond, yes. You know, the gym inside her head. But I don't think they would have needed to push it back an entire season for that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, who knows at this point. But we got what we got. What I will say 
is the second half of this episode with the new stuff I liked way better. Wait, say that again? The second half of this episode. Okay, yes, yes, With yes, the yes. new stuff for this season, I liked way more. Okay, explain. Okay, so, um, well, for one, Raven randomly gets a new hairdo in this episode. Did you notice that? Yeah, it's very subtle. It's more, um... Blue? It's not, it's not subtle. It's not subtle at all. <laughs> See, to me, I thought it was subtle because, and I don't know, maybe it was just how my my TV was. I don't know. But, like, after she does the whole thing with Trigon, are you talking about that at the very end of the episode? It's it's not even then, actually. It oh. happens when she gets the diamond in her head. Oh, I did not. It went, it went like, to a lighter blue instead of, like, a dark purple, right? Well, that changed, but the bigger change is her hairstyle. It was straightened, um, and they completely changed it. It's curly now. It's wavy. Oh, I guess I didn't realize that. Yeah, it, it was kind of um, jarring because it happens in the middle of a scene when she gets the thing in her head, and then the Trigon, you don't see it a lot after that, and then the Trigon thing happens, and I'm like, maybe her hair's just messed up. Like, I can't tell if it's supposed to have changed. But she keeps it for the rest of the episode, so clearly it is. And, like, it looks fine on her. It looks good. I don't know if I like it more in the old one, but it, it's weird when they decided to make that change. Yeah. I I, I would talk about it, but, like, I, don't, I didn't realize that. So, like, <laughs> I, I want to go back and look now because I thought after... Um, she like banishes Trigon. I thought her hair changed then. I was like, her hair looks a lot lighter than it was, but I didn't even notice the wavy. Yeah, it's there. Um, let's see. What what else did I like about this? I I guess maybe the tone of it all changed. I really, really liked the introduction introduction of Slade. Um, not necessarily how they did it, because I think that could have been better. But just the way it played out, I, I don't know. I don't really know how to explain it. The tone of that whole thing I really enjoyed, though. Uh, I think that it's nice that they're actually going to be Titans now and move into their own place. It is a big retcon from season one that the Titans used to exist. Uh, There's hints that they used to work together, but it doesn't really seem like there used to be a Titans team. And here, that's definitely what they say. Yeah, I... So I really like the introduction of Slade, kind of like you did. However, I thought it was weird. You know, they have this big villain from season one, and they add the episode on to season two, and then as soon as they defeat the villain, it transfers over. It's not even like an after credits kind of thing, you know. And then after they show him, he doesn't. I thought I thought the he was gonna have a run in, or at least you would see him wear the suit or something, um, which I don't really care about. But it was just it. It was weird to me that it was just a part of the episode. Like, the big conclusion of season one was only half of this episode. Maybe three-fourths. And it was that was weird to me. And then they immediately introduced the next villain. I, I don't know if it's just because I haven't seen a show do this before. Or if they themselves did it kind of weird. But saying that, I think I really like the actor that's going to play Slade. I really like his armor in this, how it's more comic-based instead of what they've been doing, originally comic-based, um, than the newer comics. I really like that. 
I I like how you can tell there's already something like he has a past with the Titans. Mm-hmm. I like that. I hope they dive into that a little bit more. Um now now speaking about having a past with things, what did you think about Bruce Wayne? I am glad you brought that up, Jacob. I was going to bring it up as well. So this is and I'm not sure how you pronounce this name. I don't think it's Ian. I think it's Ian. Ian Glynn, who most people are going to know from Game of Thrones. He was a main character in there for almost the entire series. And I don't know about him. So my issue is he seems way more like an Alfred character. Mm-hmm. In how he looks, in how he acts, in how he sounds. That said, I I think that some that we could have a different type of Batman, but this guy doesn't seem like he would be active enough to be running around with the Justice League still, which they say he is in this episode. Yep. He seems more like a uh, Batman Beyond Bruce Wayne, one that has passed on the mantle and trained up someone else. I mean, he <laughs> probably the biggest moment I noticed with his age was when he goes to sit down the way he sits down, he looks like an old man. Like, he grabs the the arm of the chair first, and he kind of, like, slowly lowers himself. Yeah. And then when you see him from the back, he's balding on the back. Like, he's got a bald patch. I don't know. Like, I I don't hate him. I don't dislike him. But I'm not convinced yet. I, I could still go either way, depending on how they choose to portray him for the rest of the season. I agree. He didn't come across as... In uh, Tony Stark's famous words, you know, a playboy, a billionaire playboy philanthropist, you know, or whatever. That was probably out of it. But he didn't like seem, you know, he didn't seem like that. He didn't seem like a player kind of like we've seen with most other Bruce Waynes. And it's not even the fact that he's older that bothers me. It's kind of the fact it's his build, I think. He seems very scrawny. Um, hmm. he, he seems kind of like you said, he couldn't be out running around with them. And I don't know. I, I have mixed feelings about this. That's not necessarily a bad thing. I I do like that maybe we're getting a different interpretation of Batman now. Maybe in this universe, he's a bit older, which would open the door to maybe in future seasons, if they continue this or spinoffs for maybe someone else to pick up the mantle, uh, which would be really cool to see. However, it's weird because in this line that we're watching right now, in the comics, there's still like two or three more Robins that Batman typically has. Mm-hmm. And so, I guess with Bruce Wayne, there's only two. And then the last Robin is with Dick Grayson when he comes, when he becomes Batman. But, like, that's weird to me because Jason Todd is a huge storyline, as you know, in the comics. And so, I feel like it's weird having a Batman that's so old here. Not saying that they're following their comics at all, because, I mean, it's its own universe. They can do whatever. But it's just weird comparing it back and forth. And it makes me wonder if they're going to actually show this guy in the suit. You know? Yeah, well, that's the other thing, is if if the Batman we saw in Season 1 is actually supposed to be how he looks, there is no way that that is this guy. That Batman was big, towering, bulky, built... And this guy is is definitely not. Kind of. We didn't really get a clear shot. You know, it was in season one, it was a lot of dark shadows and a lot of like him foreboding in places where you couldn't really see him. And I think they could I think they could pull it off. 
Like, I... I really do, and part of the explanation would be that the armor itself kind of, like, bulks him up a little bit, which would make sense. A little bit. Yeah, Not but to the that, extent that they did. But see, I don't know, maybe it's just me. That Batman didn't seem that buff to me. To me, he looked like Batman that was ripped straight out of the Arkham games. Okay, see, to me, it felt more like, the, the mask was more like a like a Michael Keaton you know, that I, I kind of felt like, we talked about this, the upper body kind of felt Michael Keaton, and then the lower body kind of felt like Arkham series. It was it was very weird. I just, I want to see the suit again, and I want to see it in better lighting, but I don't know if I want to see this guy in the suit. <laughs> That's my issue, like. Yeah. When he came out, I literally said out loud, I was watching this by myself, I said out loud, I said, oh, there's Alfred. And they're walking down the hallway, and he says, like, you, Bruce. And I was like, what? Yeah, I knew he was Bruce because I saw the casting news. Courtney didn't know. He, she didn't even know he was going to be in the show. And she she did the same thing. She thought he was Alfred. And it's just, it, it's because he has that British accent, which Alfred typically has. Yep. You know, he's older, which Alfred typically is. Alfred is almost, except for the Ben Affleck version, he's almost always kind of balding on top, which this guy is. Mm-hmm. And... If this guy looks like this, what does Alfred look like? I thought the same thing. <laughs> because Alfred's supposed to be older. Is he in a wheelchair, like, wheeling around everywhere? Or like, a can- like, what, like, what? What is he? Does he have an electric scooter going around Wayne Manor? Is there, like, an <laughs> elevator? Like, what's happening? Because if he raised Bruce Wayne, this guy, I mean, this guy is late 50s, mid 60s. That means Alfred, if he took care of his parents, would have to be at least... 20 25 years older that's i mean that's like 85 90 that's that's up there yeah definitely it it asks a lot of questions we don't get answers i will say i do like wayne manor though here it looks big and it, it feels like a real manor oh yeah no i love the manor um i love the discussion that bruce and dick has actually i like how bruce acts just going back to that for a second. I like how he acts and I like his conversations. I don't know if I like his look. That's the only thing about him I'm not really sure about. See, I disagree. Um, I think that the point of the conversation was good. I think the actual dialogue was pretty clunky. I think that these actors delivered the lines as best they could. I don't think that it was particularly well written, though. Okay. Okay. I could see that. Um. um oh, sorry. What were we saying? Oh. I I will say I am surprised there was no Superboy in here. And like that was another thing. Like if they were gonna do that for season two, why? Why move it to season uh, I don't know. I am curious about Superboy and how much of his involvement is going to attract other heroes. We have seen Batman at this point. They've mentioned Superman several times now. They've mentioned Wonder Woman. Right. With with Superboy coming in, it would make sense that we at least see a little bit of Superman. Is he going to show up? Are we going to see him? Like, how is that going to work? I I agree. And I, I don't know. There's so many cool things that could spin off of this show, you know, in my opinion. I think it'd be really cool to kind of start out with the Titans and then kind of expand and have like another um the hive you remember from the original teen Titans show mm-hmm. um, i think that would be cool if they had like their own little thing um 
But I don't know. I, I'm, I am interested to see how much the Justice League plays into this. Because now we have, we've seen, quote, Titan's Tower, unquote, you know, <laughs> no version of this in this, which, what do you think about that, first off? Um, I really like the interior. In fact, when they walked in, I thought it was the same safe house they went to in the last season. That's what I thought at first. But I, I don't think it is, because none of them seem to recognize it. No, it's not. I really like how... There's a few things to me that kind of called back to the original Teen Titans show. Uh, the fireplace there, the couch that kind of wraps around a little bit, the really open layout I really liked. Mm-hmm. I like how it showed the original Titans suiting up in their little um, areas, you know. Uh, I thought that was really cool. I like how they have like a training area there that Jason goes into. That was really cool. Um, I don't know how I feel about it being like in the middle of like a, another building. It's I kinda... mean, it makes sense. They can't realistically have their own tower, well, especially yes, not but... shaped like a T. Well, yeah, I, I wasn't really expecting that. But think about like these these are people. I guess they're not really hiding their identities actually, because that news reporter was out there, and they definitely said this young group of new heroes or whatever. And the only one that was masked was Jason. So um, in this universe, are they not really hiding I, their identities? I think everyone is except for Raven and Starfire because they haven't needed to. And maybe Beast Boy. Well, I get whenever they had those suits on, they all. But this news reporter was talking about how there was a young group, which means she probably saw them. And then they were just walking around like Hawk and Dove. Hawk literally just came over and stopped Jason from talking. But, like, it was very weird. It was kind of unclear if people knew who they were or not. Yeah, I don't know. Hmm. Well, anyways. Um, let's see. I think it's interesting that Starfire, at least at the beginning of the season, is not going to be a part of the Teen Titans. Yeah, she's definitely coming back, though. Oh, yeah, no, for sure. I just think it's interesting that she's not going to start out there. Um, yeah, it, it is It is weird <laughs> that we're starting the Teen Titans with two Robins. Ah, oh, which brings up my big point of what we're going to see in this season. I put money on it. Now that Dick has talked to Bruce and he talked about how, you know, he's finally moved on and Bruce says, you know, whatever you need help with. And now that Jason is in the Teen Titans, meaning there's a Robin, I bet Dick is going to become Nightwing in this season. Oh, he's definitely going to. Everything is pointing towards that. Everything you said, plus there was an interview with, I think, the showrunner or the writer, and they were talking about Nightwing, and he's like, just just keep watching. I think fans will be happy by the end of season two. Yeah, I, in fact, when they stepped into the Titans Tower, whenever uh, Jason went into the room where the suits originally are, I thought a Nightwing suit was going to be there. Mm. But then it wasn't, which would have been cool. I think that would have been a cool reveal, but... I, I wasn't, like, heartbroken about it. Yeah. I just think it's weird how Dick's not going to have a suit right now. And Raven doesn't really wear her typical clothing that you think of. Beast Boy kind of just wears whatever. Um, I, I am a little disappointed and hopeful. It's a little back and forth. I wish that when Raven was sending Trigon off, you know how she kind of got the giant dark Raven around her? Mm-hmm. A little bit. One, I wish that would have been 
a little bit more like fleshed out. Like I wish we would have seen a little bit more of the Raven. We only saw it for like a split second. Um, but I wish it would have kind of like had the hood that goes over her head. You know, because I was looking for that because I thought it was going to have it whenever she was sending him off and it didn't happen. I was like, dang it. That would have been so cool. Yeah, well, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if the people that don't have costumes get one in this season. Because remember, before they were just regular people that happened to come together. They weren't even a team. Now they're an actual team and they're in a base and they're working together. So it would make sense that they end up getting costumes. Um, so that could potentially play into that there. Uh, and further than that, like I'm excited to see how they work as a team together instead of, like I said, just being a bunch of people that ended up in one room. Oh, I agree. Because in season one, we got that exciting scene where they're trying to work on their powers together. And then remember outside the hotel, whenever that family's trying to kill them, they actually work together. And that was yeah. really cool, but we never got to see that again. Yeah, definitely. Um, I am hoping now that Raven has the gym in her head, I'm hoping that she's going to start wearing the hood to cover up the gym. Mm, that would be a good justification. Yeah, like I think that actually makes sense now because beforehand she really didn't have a reason. You know, she started out last season wearing it, but she really didn't have a reason to be wearing it. And so now there's actually like justification for it. And maybe they could explain how, um, you know, when the light hits it, that... uh she can fill, you know, Trigon's force or something. I don't know. Something, but I think that'd be really, really cool add-on for this season. Definitely. That would be cool. And I like that um, the villain is going to be hunting them this season. So I think it is kind of interesting to see a team that has just come together and now someone is hunting them. And that's really going to test them and see if they are a team or not. Oh, I completely agree. I... I want to know what Deathstroke's reason for hunting them is, though. Which I'm sure we'll find out. I'm sure we will. It seems to be some vendetta against either the Titans as an idea, or the Titans specifically, or maybe just heroes in general. True. Now, we already talked about, you know, what, what we think could come up and stuff. But do you think, eventually, this won't be in season two, obviously. Do you think if the show keeps coming, they're going to do kind of like a Red Hood storyline? Because they seem to be focusing on Jason a little bit more this season. Um, If that were to happen, that would have to be like 10 years down the road. I don't think it's going to last that long, so no. I think that they could potentially do the killing joke, um, which is, well, that's actually not Jason Todd. That's the wrong name, but... The storyline where where Jason Todd dies. I think they could do that. Okay. All right, but you don't think they'd get far enough? See, because all of that's one storyline, actually. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. No, it's not. The The death of Jason Todd happened way before the Red Hood showed up. Like, wait, 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 decades. Wait, wait, wait. The, no, the killing joke, I don't think that's the one that Jason Todd dies. That's the what killing- I just said. I, that's what I just said. That's the, no. that's the wrong name. Uh, yeah okay good that's the one where batman kills the joker yeah yeah okay all right yeah no i I said the wrong name but the the thing when jason todd dies happened decades before the red hood showed up and then they used that as the origin for the red hood when it finally happened no i know like in real time i'm saying like 
in comic time, though. Like, in comic time, it wasn't that far. Because there's a movie that DC came out with where literally Jason Todd dies. And then it's like two months later, the Red Hood is out there, like, killing people. No. the I've seen that movie. I don't remember if that timeline fits. I don't think it does because I'm pretty sure that he goes to some old guy to talk to him to try to find out who the Red Hood is. And it's been years. But You mean Ra's even, al Ghul? Even, what? Ra's al Ghul? I don't remember. It's been a while. But even if that is the case, that's just for the movie. That's not a straight translation from the comics. It is meant to be several years later. That's why it's such a big deal when it happens. Okay. I mean, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, so talking about this, did you have anything specifically else about what happened in the second season before I say this? No, no, I'm good. Okay. Um, now that we see the Titans are actually Titans... Right? We have four members. We have Raven, Dick, Jason, and Beast Boy. With, obviously, Starfire is probably going to come. Um, Donna Prince is probably going to be there a little bit. Hawk and Dove, maybe a little bit. But we have four, you know, core members, it appears right now. What members would you like to see come aboard? Well, I already know some of the members that are going to be appearing. Ooh, how do you know this? Because they announced it and shown it in pictures? <laughs> oh. Oh, well, we do know those. I forgot about those. I guess we do know those. Um, anybody that you haven't seen that you would like to see? Um, I have one very in particular one. My mind goes to Young Justice. So I think of people... Like um, Kid Flash, I think of people like Speedy, that would be cool. Um, obviously, it would be kind of cool if we got a cyborg. I don't think they can do that on this TV budget, at least not and do that and keep the design the way it traditionally is. So I just would rather them not do it. As long uh, as they don't do the two. Doom Patrol design. Oh, Caleb, cyborg's already in here. Cyborg's in Doom Patrol and Doom Patrol is in the same universe. That's true. And it doesn't look good. <laughs> no. So I really hope Cyborg's not here. Um, the one I really want to see, I want to see Speedo, Speedy slash Arsenal slash Roy Harper. I really want to see him fit in here because I think he's perfect for the TV show. There's not too much CGI they'd have to do. And he would work very well with Dick in this uh, kind of the theme that they're going for in this show. Mm -hmm. uh, I think he would work excellently and we're kind of getting in my opinion i'm afraid the show is going to get to the point where there's pe too many people with powers because we have raven right now and we have beast boy and so right now it's it's like 2v2 because we have two robins but then we have Starfire, we have a Superboy that we saw we have some other characters that i won't say that we saw pictures of that have powers so I don't know. I just don't want to see too many characters and it get kind of cheap looking. I don't want it to be cheap, but I do want to see people with powers. I mean, the Teen Titans traditionally have only one person without powers, which is Robin. True. True. I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't think I want to... Ah, I go back and forth. Part of me doesn't want to see Kid Flash in here because I think he's too OP. And I think, like, I, I mean, they're getting Superboy. 
True, true. Fair enough. I just think the effects for Kid Flash could not look the best, but at the same time, his humor would be an excellent replacement for Cyborg uh, humor with Beast Boy. Mm-hmm. I think that would be a really cool duo. Yeah, I agree. I don't know. I, yeah. You got anything else? Um, I liked season two so far. Episode one. It was all right. I give it a five out of ten. I give I give it slightly higher. I'll give it like a six out of ten. Yeah, I could go either way. I I mean I I might watch it one more time. Probably not more than that, but I won't. Not for well, this anyway. This is just to see the curly hair, you know. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, that was that, and this is this. It's time for what you've been up to. So, Jacob, what have you been up to? Man, I haven't been on the podcast in like a month. Ooh, I believe it's really heavy in the mic. (laughs) (laughs) For like, I haven't been on the podcast in a month, so I feel like I should have some crazy story or something that happened. Um, But not really. Like, (laughs) I've been doing school. I got a 100 on my very first organic chemistry two test in college. Very nice. Very nice. Which is like one of the hardest classes on campus and it weeds out people for medical school. So, boom. That was cool. Um, ah, man. I... I have been watching a new show, actually. This is super recent. Um, yesterday I started it. On Hulu, um, there is a series like the movie yep but it is a tv show okay very interesting each like episode it follows basically two different people in the porch last 12 hours in the there's like 12 episodes in the season so each episode is like an hour in real time so I lied. It follows three different people. So it's very interesting. And it switches between the people during the show. Does it have any connection to the movies? Not that I've seen so far. Okay. However, it could. But I'm, I just watched the second episode today. Is it good? Um, It's decent. Yeah. I wasn't sure how I was going to like it at first. I like the storyline behind it, though. And it has some... I'm not going to say who because I'm really bad with names, but it has some big actors in it, like some big name actors. Hmm. Um, I'm always wary of movies that go on to become TV shows because normally they're not very good. I see where you're coming from, but at the same time, I think it depends what movies. I think some movies would be better as TV shows and vice versa. Some TV shows better as movies. I think this one can go either way because it's based on real people. And there's nothing kind of crazy going on about it. And it's really just about stories of people. You know, the movies and in the show, like the kind of real life stories. And so it's it's nothing that doesn't work in TV, but it's also nothing that doesn't work in a movie. It's just in a TV, you can tell more stories than you would be able to in a movie. And I think that kind of helps it in this case. Okay. Personally. Um, yeah, so that that's been good. Other than that, I don't think I've done anything. I'm going to go see It Chapter 2 next week, probably. Excited for that, kind of. <laughs> I want it to be good. I'm just scared it's going to be bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so 
that's all I've been up to. What you been up to, Caleb? So I'm kind of with you. I was trying to figure out what I've been up to to talk about because it hasn't been a whole lot. I can tell you one of the reasons we missed the episode last week, and that was because on that weekend, uh, the weekend prior, I went on my annual nerd retreat with a bunch of my friends where we book a cabin um, up in the mountains, and we basically go down there for the entire weekend and do nothing but eat and play video games. Hey. Yeah, right? And so we did that over Labor Day weekend this year, uh, and so we had an extra day, and that was phenomenal. We went down there on Friday, and we came back Monday. Uh, Great time. While I was there, though, I played a video game that I've never played before, heard a little bit about it, uh, Overcooked. Have you played that? Uh, I actually think I've heard of this, but I haven't played it. Yeah, so it's fairly popular. Um, There's two of them now, and man, I got hooked. You can definitely play it with one person, but it's kind of meant to be played with multiple people. Um two to four i'm i think three is like the sweet spot uh but i played this for hours with my friends like we started at 10 o'clock one night and went until 3 30 playing this and we kept playing it um it's a game where the goal you're all chefs and you have to create dishes and get them out uh, before the customers get angry and so it's like a top-down view each one of you controls a chef And you've got to go to one area, grab the ingredient, uh, do whatever you need to do to prepare that. So like if it's beef, you have to go to the chopping board and chop it and then take it to a skillet and cook it. Um, And then you've got to do that for all the ingredients and then combine them, put them on a plate, send them out. And then like you get dirty dishes back. So you've got to wash the dishes. But and it becomes basically this balancing act of what are you doing? When are you doing it? How can you most efficiently make these dishes and get them out? Because it's timed. And it's it's a kind of like a mobile game in that you get a star rating at the end and that tells you how good you've done uh one two or three stars so we were aiming for three stars which we got all the way through i think world four it's kind of like mario games where it's worlds and then levels within them there's yeah. maybe six or seven levels in each world um so we three starred a lot like maybe 30 levels or oh, something wow. Um, it's phenomenal. There's, like I said, there's two. I actually found out I have the first one on the PlayStation. I think it was a free game one time. Uh, but we mostly played Overcooked 2 on the Switch. It is absolutely fantastic. If you have a Switch and you like to play with people, that is a fantastic game. It requires a lot of communication and a lot of teamwork. So if you're not down for that, don't do it. But it is so much fun. Hmm. We'll have to try it out. And you said that's, that's on the Switch? Yeah, it's on the Switch. Probably other things, too, because the first one is on the PlayStation, so it's probably multi-platform. Ooh. Hmm. Yeah, should, very uh, fun. We, we should get that and play it. Yes, we should. Next We've time been... I... Sorry. I was going to say, next time I see you, we can at least try the first one on the PlayStation. Yes. I was going to say, me and Caleb have ran into this dilemma. I think we may have talked about it before, but multiplayer split-screen games are not super common anymore. Um... And so me and Caleb have issues finding games that we want to play. Even online games kind of with just two people aren't as popular as they used to be. Now mm-hmm. it's more, you know, large, large games, kind of like Call of Duty, Fortnite, um, Titanfall, things like that. And so whenever me and Caleb find a game like this, um, we'll, we're pretty excited. 
Yeah, and man, I could play it. I could play that for hours. Clearly, I did. So you said clearly. <laughs> hmm. We'll get into that. Um, and then I also revisited two games from my childhood while I was there. The first of which was Super Mario Sunshine, which still holds up. That game is absolutely phenomenal. They need to make a sequel. Uh, and the other one is Naruto Clash of Ninja. Whoa, what? I've never this heard is, of that. This is the game we played, Jacob, on the GameCube. It was that Naruto game. No the way. The fighting one. Yeah. No way. Yep. It has been so long. So, unless I'm wrong, I am pretty sure that that was the first Naruto game to come out in the States. It's pretty old. I think it was released in 2006, but by that time, it was several years old already. Um, it's very basic. It's a simple fighter, but man, it's deeper than I remember, and it is still pretty fun. Hmm. Man, it has been so long. I... So, man, how long has it been since we played that game? Oh, forever, because it's on the GameCube. Yeah, and I, I haven't played the GameCube in probably... 10 plus years yeah so it's it's very small it's got i think eight fighters but it's got two secret variations you can unlock you can get qb naruto and sharingan kakashi and i brought it upon myself to unlock those characters to unlock those characters you have to go through the single player mode twice with each character which gets you kayubi naruto then you have to do it again with kayubi naruto to get Sharingan Kakashi. So Ooh. I did this. One player is basically you fight all the other characters in the game. So you fight, you do eight matches, right? Yeah. So I did this. So there's eight players, eight matches. That's 64. Oh my. Matches. I did it twice. So that's 128. Some of the characters I didn't do twice because they'd already gone through twice. So maybe subtract. I don't know. So I, I must have done 100 matches. <laughs> That's actually ridiculous. It, it is ridiculous. Who, who brought it? So uh, Kevin brought the GameCube with all the games. Ooh. He brought that one specifically because he thought I might like it. That's actually awesome. Did you let him know that you've played it before? Yeah, I told him that I, I used to have it. And he didn't even know that you could unlock the other two characters. So he was pretty happy. That's that's actually really cool. <laughs> yeah. So I, I spent uh, a couple hours doing that. Um, the fights don't last too long, but yeah, that, that was pretty fun. Uh, and then just briefly, a couple other things. I did start a new TV show that I've been told to watch many times before called The IT Crowd or maybe The It Crowd. I don't know how you pronounce it. It's about IT people. So I'm assuming it's The IT Crowd. It's a British TV show. It's a comedy. It is a sitcom which is weird because I've never watched a British TV show where there's a laugh track, <laughs> which kind of threw me off. Laugh track? Yeah, that's when you're watching a sitcom and you hear laughter from the audience. Oh, kind of like Twins? Yeah, any of those. Oh, I see. Yeah. Um, I liked the first episode and I didn't really care for the next two, so I'm probably not going to watch it anymore. Oh, man. Don't you hate when shows do that? They like they hook you and they grab you and then the next shows are like crap but you're like well Man, i really like the first one it didn't hook me like i was hesitant and then a couple things may push me over the edge i was like okay I, I i enjoyed that and um i i watched the next ones and it just it didn't so probably you won't know continue what, that 
You know what show really did that for me? What was that? That DC show based on coming up with inventions for superheroes or for civilians. You remember that? I have no idea what you're talking about. Okay, you and Courtney are the one that's told me it was a DC show, but it was it was kind of like a sitcom, and it was uh, basically oh, this department. Oh 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 oh, 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 I thought you meant it was um, reality TV. You're talking about Powerless. Yes, 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 yes. Yes. Yeah, that show kind of like hooked me for like half the season, and the next part of the half season, I hated it. Like, I really didn't like oh. it. Well, apparently that happened to everyone else, too, because they canceled it. Oof. Yeah. Shots fired. <laughs> um, I have found a new YouTube channel, or technically two channels, that I have fallen in love with. And I like YouTube. Like, I watch videos every once in a while, but I don't stay on it. But this has been keeping me on YouTube all the time. Um, and there, there's two of them. It's a group called Corridor, and they do visual effects. They're actually a visual effects company or business or whatever uh, out in L.A., and they do a lot of cool stuff and like YouTube video stuff, but they also do real things. Like they did, um, uh, what am I, what am I thinking of? They did a series called Lifeline, which was, um, a live action little series thing, uh, for I think Call of Duty. Um, they have done stuff for The Rock. Like they, they've done real stuff. So they're, you know, real people. Um, so they've got the Corridor channel, which is all their actual videos which are awesome. Like they've got this nerf fight video. They love nerf videos. It's so good. They've got these live action anime style videos, which are just like perfect. They, they, they know anime so well. And then they've got this other channel, which is the one that I've really been watching, which is their behind the scenes vlog called corridor crew. And these guys are so funny, so creative, so smart, so intelligent, so interesting to watch. I will just marathon these videos. They're between like eight and 12 minutes long. Typically, there are some longer ones. Ooh, those and are the deadly ones because you watch 10 and that's like, you know, an hour and a half. Right. right there, or two hours. Right. And they can be anything. It can be um, talking about this crazy copyright thing that happened to them. It can be them. It can be a behind the scenes for one of their videos. It can be them just doing crazy things. Like one I watched the other day, it was so awesome. I really want to do it. Like I said, they love Nerf guns. They've got probably over a hundred, literally. And so they, (laughs) they dressed up. It actually was a competition. They all did it, but one person was it. And you put on a elf hat, like a Christmas elf hat with bells on it. And then uh, a bunch of other people stand around in the room, blindfolded with guns. And they're supposed to shoot you uh, because they can hear the bells on your hat. And Mm. it's your goal to get to the end and quote unquote, kill Santa, the guy, the guy at the end awesome right so they all took a turn and it, it looks so fun i want to do it so much but i don't think i could get enough of my friends on board to do that i'm down yeah so anyway check them out they're awesome and the very very last thing i've i've got um i know i said i didn't have very much and it sounds like i had a lot but i really didn't <laughs> uh, i was introduced to this app called letterboxd and it is what i've been looking for forever it basically is a movie database where you can go in and say oh i've seen this movie and 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 you can rate them and you can say when you saw the movie Ooh, which i love because it's like half the time i'm like oh i most of the time i know if i've seen a movie sometimes it's like oh i don't remember if i've seen that one and sometimes i want to know when i've seen it and i i 
can't tell unless I did it through Fandango. And then if it's been more than like a year ago, I can't find it on my phone. It's a whole thing. Letterboxd is awesome. It's also a social network. So you can friend other people and see what movies they're seeing and their ratings and stuff. Really cool if you're into movies. Uh, I've gone through it. I've added, I don't know, several hundred movies to my list at this point. It's great. That's cool. Oh, I forgot to talk about my intro to film class. Oh, yeah. Tell us Dang about it. that. Dang it. Quickly. I, I won't, yeah, I won't keep you for long. So we've watched three movies so far. And the first movie was uh, The Pokes of Being a Wallflower. Which, have you ever seen that movie? I haven't, but I, I saw it on something just the other day. It's actually really, really good. Um, yeah, it is really good. But that was a newer movie that we watched. The other two were older movies. So the full, the second one was based off of an insurance scam. And the movie was called uh, Double Indemnity. Okay. Um, so super old movie. Black, white. Um 19 early 1980s or late 1970s maybe i think this maybe. wallflower movie's got some famous people in it oh yeah no the wallflower has a great cast it has um emma emma stone watson. Uh, yeah watson wrong emma, emma <laughs> wrong watson emma. In it. you good yeah ezra miller yep and then logan lerman who just does the percy jackson movies mostly well yeah but but let me tell you, it was good, good, good. Um, and then the second one was the double indemnity one that I was telling you about. And the last one. That is from 1944, by the way. Oh, wow. Okay. They stopped, they stopped making black and white movies in like the 60, the 50s or 60s. I don't know why I thought it was so old. Maybe that's the next movie we're watching. Anyways, um, the next one is one that I really enjoyed, actually. It is a Japanese movie from 1961. Wait, wait. Is it Seven Samurai? No. Oh, okay. Uh, it's based on a samurai, though. Is it? Um, is it by Akira Kurosawa? Yes, it is. K- Kurosawa? Ah, yes! Yes! All right. I haven't seen any of his movies. I really want to. He is a giant in filmmaking. The reason oh, I said yeah. Seven Samurai is because that's probably his most famous film. But I think it's like four or five hours long. Wow, no. Yeah, this one was not that long. Um, this one is called Yojimbo. With how- oh, yes, yes, yeah. I've heard of this. So this one was actually really good. It's it's interesting taking this class because I'm typically the type of person that likes newer movies. Um, however, these are kind of older and they're really different because back then they had laws on you know what you could show in movies and what you couldn't. Um, typically more in the United States, like you couldn't show blood until like the 1980s or something like that. It was something ridiculous. Um, now Japan was a little bit looser. However, Japan, you really couldn't show a lot of blood still, but you could show body parts and you could show people killing people. There just couldn't be blood. So this movie is a little weird in the fact that there's people sword fighting and you'll see them like slash them across the stomach and then they turn around, their clothes aren't even ripped or like something and they fall. But it's weird because it's a action movie, but it's also a comedy at the same time. And it's really interesting. It's based on, um, just really loosely it's a samurai that uh can't find work and so he's traveling he comes across into this town where there's two gangs fighting for who can like take take the town take ownership of the town and basically he goes back and forth between each group um and in the end he tries to 
basically defeat all of them so the town itself can be free. Um, mm. it's, it's actually really, really good. I'd recommend it. I think you would like it. Um, I don't know. I think it's only subbed and not dubbed. Uh, yeah. so I, I don't think I'd want to watch those types of films dubbed. Yeah. No, I don't think I would either. But just in, in case, you know, if you're listening and you're like, I'm able to watch that, just know it's going to be subtitles. Um, but it's pretty good. It's not, you know, it's slower dialogue, so it's not like super bad. Um, but yeah, it was, it was actually really good. Um, a very satisfying movie. It's interesting because there's another samurai in the movie really quick and he gets a gun. And back then, you know, 1961, it, it plays like the movies back in, uh, I don't know. My teacher said maybe like the 1200s. I don't know. Something crazy where like a gun wouldn't actually be there. I know. It's something like, it's somewhere where like a gun wouldn't actually be there or something like that. And so to all these other people, this is crazy technology and stuff. Mm -hmm. It's probably not the 1200s, but it's, it's way earlier. It's set in Japan. It's really, really good. Um, this director, Kurosawa, does really, really good, even in a black and white film. Like just the angles of the shots that he uses. You can tell, like, when someone is trying to make up their mind between, like, an evil and good decision, he does something really cool with, like, the light where it, like, slides slowly across their face. And it's Mm -hmm. very subtle, but it's really, really good. He is, like, a Steven Spielberg or a Alfred Hitchcock. Um, If you're not into film, you probably haven't heard his name before. But that is the caliber of filmmaker that he is associated with. Okay. And the the lead actor in this, too, apparently is a pretty big actor um, in these type of movies. And his name is Toshiro Mifune. Um, okay. My, I don't know if you had hold of him. But my teacher said he's a pretty big actor um, during this time. But, yeah, I'd highly recommend it. It was really, really good. I am 21 years old. And so typically people my age don't like movies like this. Um, and I really liked it. So you guys should go watch it again. It's called Yojimbo and it's by Kurosawa and it came out in 1961. If you had to give it a rating on a scale of one to 10. Ooh, I, I'd give it. Or actually, actually, let me rephrase that. How quickly should I go out to watch this? Me personally. Okay. Okay. I, you personally. I would say a lot faster than anybody else because with your love for Japan and um, types of things like this, I think you would really like it. So I'd say you should watch it tomorrow since you're off work. Uh, But for like the typical person, I say you should watch it sometime next week. I mean, obviously this is an older movie and it's not like going anywhere, but at the same time, it's something unique and different from what we see nowadays. Um, and it and it's funny and actiony, which some movies try to do now, and it's really bad. But this movie does it pretty good. So I would say, especially if you like um, Japanese related things and can deal with subtitles, I definitely say go see it within the next week. All right. Well, maybe I'll watch it tomorrow. It's just under two hours. Maybe you definitely should. All right, Jacob. Well, uh, I think that does it for this week. I uh I concur. You know uh you know who else probably slashes people and kills them with his beautiful musical notes? 
Taylor Pool? Oh, I mean, I guess. Taylor Pool! Um, <laughs> you guys should go see Taylor Pool's website. It's T-A-Y-L-O-R-P-O-O-L-E music.com. He did the intro music. It's fantastic. We love him. Great guy. Go check him out. Also, check out our friends over at the CNC Power Hour on Twitch, where they string Magic the Gathering on Sundays and video games throughout the week. They do some great stuff over there. And I mean, while you're on the interwebs, go ahead and check out our website. Kayla made it. It's really awesome. It's the best way to like refer people to the podcast since I know you're dying to tell people about us. I mean, I am too. So just go ahead, go out there. That's uh, cuzwenords.com. Uh, pretty sure Caleb's gonna spell it again in a second, but that's C-U-Z-W-E-R-E-N-E-R-D-S.com. Thanks for listening to Cuz We're Nerds. Stay up to date with all the nerdy news and podcast drops by following us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can also leave us comments and feedback at cuzwernerds at gmail.com. And like Jacob said, I spell that C-U-Z-W-E-R-E-N-E-R-D-S at gmail.com. And as always, if you enjoy this podcast, we would love it if you could leave us a five-star review on iTunes. We'll see you next week. And as always, stay nerdy. Jacobson, you have dishonored me. Prepare to die. Oh no, but I did not do anything. What the? That's me pulling out my sword. You cut my hair. You have disgraced me in front of my entire family. Mm. I don't. I don't know what to say. Die! Yeah. <laughs> Quit! Yeah. <laughs> that's that's how they died. It. They go. Quit! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then sometimes they get thrown off a balcony. They go. Hurrah! <laughs> All right, go, Caleb. Give me your best uh, death impression. That was nice. too long. Nice. <laughs> you, you never know. Sometimes it's agonizing. <laughs> At least you're not like Star Wars and get shot in the chest and go, my leg! <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> right. <laughs> uh. Uh.